to the first episode of the 2018 Dallas Elite Women's Football Radio Show. I'm your host today, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington, and we have actually chosen two of the players to be the regular hosts of the show, and they are going to be on next week. First, I have Des Allen. She's number 17 on our team, and she's going to be one of the regular hosts weekly. And then we're going to have Jamie Fornall, and she's actually on vacation in Mexico this week so she's getting some rest and relaxation she's gonna be back ready to go Um, so first of all I'm gonna talk with Des and um, let you guys know a little bit about her and then she is going to give us like a brief summary of what happened in last week's game against Austin and then we're gonna get on to some interviews with some players hi Des how you doing today hi I'm good Lynn good good for asking have me on Thank you. So Des is number 17 on our team. And Des, why don't you share with the audience um, what position or positions you play? Okay, well, my name, my full name is Desiree Allen, but I go by Des. And I am a wide receiver. I am the X primarily. And I also play on defense. I'm a cornerback. So uh, this is going to be my first year to actually play both sides of the ball as a starter, at least as of right now. If somebody wants to come in and take that spot. Okay. But um, I'm also <laughs> I'm also a kicker, so I am kicking off, and I'm also kicking PAT field goals. I'm not punting, but I'm kicking off and doing PAT field goals. So I, I have several roles. Uh, I also play on the majority of the special teams, but, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to play for sure. Well, yeah, so it's going to be pretty interesting to see you in all those different uh, facets this year. I'm excited for you. Um, so tell me, so, but obviously you played on the team last year and then kind of give right. the audience an idea of the other experience you've had in women's football. Okay, so I'm actually in my sixth season. My rookie year was with the Dallas Diamonds, their last season. And that was a pretty strong team that, had, you know, had a, a good history. I didn't know of the history because I was brand new to women's football. I didn't really know anything about them. Mm-hmm. So I played with them that one year. We went to national championship, got killed by Chicago Force. <laughs> <laughs> then that was the last year of them. They were disbanded. So I, I really wasn't happy with the experience that I had. So I already decided I did like football at that point. And I was thinking about possibly joining a team in either Austin or Houston to commute because I know I had family in those major cities. Then one of the coaches referred me to Bobby Vadness, who was going to be the head coach for the Arlington Impact. So I figured, okay, I'll, I'll try over there. Okay. Played with them one season. And actually, let me go back. When I was with the Diamonds, I was a cornerback and a strong safety. Okay. That was it. Didn't really play much. 
so on to the impact, um, I expected to, well, I wanted to play safety again, but I was told we're going to let you, you know, start off at corner. And for some reason, it seemed like everybody got to play corner <laughs> before me when we were practicing. And, and before we ever played a game, our Q linebacker went down, tore me up. Okay. And I ended up filling that gap. You know, coach said, I think you're a smart player. I think you can fill that gap and you will probably be starting if you do it. I said, whatever you need me to do, coach, you just have to teach me because I don't know anything about being a linebacker and it's <laughs> different type of tackling. So yeah. just tell me what you need and, and I'm going to do the best. And, you know, we had a decent season. Mm-hmm. So I did that again. I still had not kicked. Well, I actually was interested in, in creating my own team, and I started doing some research on that when I went to the impact. Okay. But I found out that the the Dallas Elite was created, and it was a bunch of players that I had been playing with. I was like, well, nobody's going to come to me. I don't, I don't really know women's football in the community, and I know these, these athletes are really good. I'm just going to go out, go on with them and see how they go. Mm-hmm. So I went and played for them. I actually ended up starting at cornerback. And I always wanted to be a backup kicker because I noticed, you know, we had one kicker before with the Diamonds. We didn't have backups uh, really with the impact either. And so just by offering it, I ended up being the one kicking off starting. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Didn't play any offense. Second year, I thought I was going to get the chance to be wide receiver. We had an injured player, but that – Soon as that injury player came back, I got fired. Okay. <laughs> so I was just with defense, but uh, it wasn't really a good year for me. Um, the, that first year with the with the Dallas Elite, we went to the championship. I said I started every game, kicked off every game except for one where I got hurt. I had my shoulder separated because I got horse collar. So that second year with them, I really didn't get to play much. So it was kind of frustrating. Um, I had always had aspirations of playing offense. So the, the next year when I came to tryouts, they told everyone, okay, DBs go here, receivers go here. And when I went with that group, they looked at me, and each coach every time said, uh, Dez, you, you with the receivers, you know, right? I said, I know. <laughs> they said, okay, you're going to commit? You're going to be full-time receiver? I said, until you guys tell me otherwise, this is where I expect to be. And that's what I did. You know, I, I put everything into that. Uh, I got to finally start kicking some PAT field goals. Mm-hmm. Started off good. That was a little rough because I'm not a true kicker. Uh, I got fired uh, pretty much every game after that. <laughs> I missed, once I missed, like, two kicks, they were like, okay, uh, new kicker. I said, all right, whatever. I didn't want to kick anyways, but I really did. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, the kicking thing was kind of out. Didn't really get reps at offense because we had some very strong receivers. Here, as you know, our team has gone through some major changes, and the opportunities to step up in any role are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that never played offense that are playing defense, never played defense playing offense. So this is actually my opportunity to, to regain some positions that I had lost in the past and actually finally get some opportunities. I've been wanting to play offense. And so this year I'm starting at a wide receiver. You know, until something comes, we have some new superstar that steps up. That's my role. I'm the X. I'm also starting off at cornerback, which I like being able to play both sides of the ball. A lot of times you don't really necessarily want that. But right now, 
it's working so far. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to build up the endurance, the endurance to handle that. I'm, I'm kicking again. I'm still doing PAT, but I'm also kicking off. So it, it's a lot on my plate, but I'm up for the challenge. And like I said, from the first game, it's a good start. And I'm just going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you're doing a really good job. And I know the coaches feel the same way. Uh, so real quick, if you could give us kind of a brief, not a recap, but kind of a, a summary of your take on what happened, you know, quarter by quarter throughout this last game against Austin. I mean, obviously, we won 47 to zip. Um, we thought going into it that it was going to be a little bit of a challenge. Like you said, we have some different things going on with the team and different players. Um, so we weren't sure, you know, what how we were going to be able to perform against Austin because they've been around like 18 years. So, Des, why don't you give us kind of a, not a not a play-by-play, but maybe a summary or a recap of each of the quarters for the Austin game. I know that we uh, won 47 to zip, but we went into the game, you know, a little concerned. We thought we were going to, you know, be challenged with all of our new players. So, um, why don't you let us know what you, how you felt the game went? All right, so we, we did have several rookies. Again, we're kind of rebuilding the team a bit, and those rookies have been dedicated, and it showed. That first quarter did start off a little shaky after that first offensive play it resulted in a fumble and a turnover. So that was a little frustrating because that's not something that in the last three seasons we were used to. Mm-hmm. But it was a rookie. She was a little nervous being her first offensive play, so I honestly wasn't surprised. But she's a smart woman, that's Dominique, and she's a great athlete. But she brushed it off very quickly, moved on forward uh, with ease, and she made some amazing runs for us of the game. I was super impressed, proud of her. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it easy when you have veterans and a quarterback that know how to talk to their teammates in a way. It's always going to be encouraging them, you know, keeping them focused in the heat of the moment. But the rookie set the tone because they were not afraid to tackle. <laughs> That's usually the biggest thing, even with me, if I get winded, whatever. But those girls were coming out of nowhere and flying off their feet and hitting low, and I was so proud of them. Mm-hmm. That got everybody excited. Yeah. So, second quarter, we took a major loss. You know, we had veteran Kayla Armwood. She was only in her second season, and she went down with, with very likely a season-ending injury. Not a career-ending, but a season-ending injury. She broke her ankle during an offensive play as running back. Now, we do have other running backs that can fill that void. That's not an issue, but I personally was very excited to see her in a new position. Mm-hmm. She's confident, she's a smart athlete, and she was a quarterback only last year. So for her to step up in offense and, you know, with no hesitation, she was having a very good game for that to be her first time in that position. So I feel bad for her, but, you know, we're all rallying for her, and, and she just had surgery today, so we're praying that she has uh, a swift recovery. Yes. By third quarter, our momentum was just rolling. The confidence was up for everyone, including the rookies. I'm, I'm proud of the line, too. Like, the O-line, super important. They don't get enough recognition. That D-line, though, the D-line and those linebackers were on it. That ball was not progressing much at all. Mm-hmm. So for special teams, though, we started really getting a flow a little better because there's a lot of special teams. We didn't, put, we didn't put a lot of emphasis and practice on it, but we did practice. So I was proud of myself. I even recovered one of my own kicks yes. after uh, your son right. told me exactly where to kick it. Um, he kept saying, well, we, if you kick it here, we can recover it. I said, but they're, they're not really going after them right now. Then I was ready. And he's like, just kick it there. I know we can get it. And I did. I didn't expect to be the one to get it. 
but I did, so right. hats off to him, appreciate that. <laughs> and the fourth quarter, uh, fourth quarter went by pretty quickly. At that point, our goal was just to shut them out. We weren't trying to score 90 points, nothing like that. We were trying to just play some clean ball and not let them score. Mm-hmm. I think we do need to focus a little more on our composure. Mm-hmm. As time ticks and you have a, a team that's down, especially when you're shutting them out, they'll get frustrated. And Austin did start getting frustrated, and it did some things that you know a couple of our players might have gotten upset about. I don't think anybody was intentionally trying to do anything dirty, but when you start getting at those moments, people get he, the, uh, it just gets heightened. Right, the so, frustration starts to I, set in. Yeah, right. But I don't believe in excuses for allowing yourself to lose composure. That is key. So we have to be smarter about our attitudes and always keep it classy. We want to be the team that is dominating, but that people respect because we're respectful. And mm-hmm. discipline now is going to play out, pay during the playoffs. Right. So right. Well, yeah, and that you did a great job on that summary. I, I, I really thought it was a great game, and especially for a lot of ladies that had never played before, and a lot of you, you know, everybody played. Right, everybody. Not yeah. something normal last year. Everybody got some decent PT, whether it was their first time ever playing football or they were playing mm-hmm. fifteen years. That's key. This is a player development year, and everybody needs to know that they're recognized. You yeah. don't want to have. 60 to zero half times and people aren't playing. Right. There's no need for that. That's when you have to get those opportunities to see them versus mm-hmm. waiting until it's clutch and then you've never seen them. Right. So that's something we're doing with different this year. Exactly. And this, I mean, and this is a great group of girls. I mean, it seems like even, you know, we weren't sure what to expect that first game because, you know, yeah, you practice these things in practice, but you just don't know how, it's going to work up against a different team that you've never exactly. never played before. Somebody that's not going to ease up when they hit you and say, oh, my bad, somebody's just going to run through you and step on your chest and keep going, you know? Right. But so. the team handled themselves very well. I was very proud. Yeah. It's a unique group. You know, in six seasons, this is – somebody said this yesterday. This is the nicest team I've ever played mm-hmm. with. Right. Like, we get along, we're respectful, but we're also still – we're balling, you know what I'm saying? Right. So this is gonna be a very interesting season. Yeah, it's. I think it's gonna be a great season. So, um, and I really appreciate you um, stepping up and being part of the radio show. And uh, you're always giving tips and ideas to the other players and the coaches and the staff. And it's it's awesome. I and I'm really excited to see what you and Jamie do with this radio show this year. Um, I think it's going to be a, a fun and unique experience. So I appreciate you coming on and um, doing the summary, but. Um, Next week, you and uh, Jamie Fornall are, are going to be the hosts, and I'm curious to see what you guys bring to the table. That's right. We're going to have to come up with a name, something like Ebony and Ivory, or <laughs> I don't know. We'll be creative. Okay. That's <laughs> but, fine yeah, with I'm me. I'm excited. I'm excited. That'll be fun. To make it interesting. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye bye. So tonight is the first night of the Dallas Elite Weekly Radio Show. We're talking to two of our players tonight, Devon Goldsmith and Jacinda Duffy. Hi, ladies. Hey. I was just going to go through and ask you guys some questions real quick. And um, 
give the fans an opportunity to kind of get to know you guys. So, Devon, um, I understand you got you've been playing football for a long time, about fifteen years. You want to tell yes. us about some of the the teams you've played for? Um, yes. So I, I played for the Oakland Banshees. I played for the Baltimore Nighthawks, and I played for the DC Divas, and I was on and off with them about three times, actually. Gotcha. Okay. Was that because of you you moved several times, or you had other related issues? When I first began to play, I was actually in the military. Okay. And I, I grew up a military brat, and then I naturally wanted to follow suit behind my family, and then I went into the military myself. And I just I ended up moving around, and when I got out of the military, the mid-Atlantic area, the East Coast, that was familiar to me, so I stayed over there. I played over there as well. Okay. And what branch of the military were you in? I was in the Air Force. Okay. I like to aim high. Right? See? Yeah, I was in the Air Force, too, so I, had, I just had to do a shout-out for, for the Air Force. Um, and real quick, right. so... Uh, Jacinda, um, you've been with the Dallas Elite. Um, last year was your first year. So tell me how you feel about women's football. So I've known about women's football for almost 12 years, and there's a backstory to that. But um, I, I grew up watching football. My mom introduced me to football. She watched. So um, always had a, had a love for football, and I love being able to empower women in this way and get involved in the game. So how did you actually hear about women's football? You know, I don't, I, I think I found it online somehow. I don't even remember. We had just moved to Dallas and I was excited to be in a big city. I grew up in the Midwest in a small town and somehow I stumbled upon, um, some, some of the players are still, uh, still around, uh, what was then the Dallas Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, literally 12, 12 years ago. Yeah. So it took you a while to finally decide to go out and do it. Actually, no. Actually, I uh, went out and tried out for the team 11 years ago, and uh, my husband said, you'll never make that team. You never played contact sports. You didn't play rugby. Those girls will beat you up. <laughs> and I went and tried out and uh, made the team, actually, but was unable to play because that same supportive husband left soon after. Gotcha. Well, yeah, so that... I kind of held on to the dream, and, and 10 years later, when my son was a little older, I came back. Right. Well, that's a good story. I mean, you always have to have that great support system in women's football. Yep. And, Devon, let tell the people about how you first heard about women's football. Um, well, growing up, I was never really exposed to... I was an athlete. Like, I was athletic. Um, my father was very athletic. He's like a, I grew up in a, in a kind of a small town. It's not small anymore. It's Dayton, Ohio. And my father was a you know, very big track star and he had the opportunity to, you know, go to the Olympics and stuff like that, but he just didn't, he didn't want to. And oh, wow. I was not exposed to sports growing up, um, and football for one, but I would watch him watching it and I would try to emulate it, you know, take like books and stuff and I was shoveling up pajamas and I just didn't know what I was doing and then when I got older I was about 20 years old I was watching Super Bowl 23 or 43 and I was with some of the gentlemen I was in the military with and I said can you guys just break this game down to me and they explained it to me and I started to watch the game with some comprehension and I was like this is awesome 
and AOL at the time, that's how old I am. <laughs> I, put the, I put the disc in the CD-ROM. That's how old I am. <laughs> put the disc in there, and I typed in, you know, I'm waiting for it to dial up, and I typed in, you know, women's football, and boom, like right there. The first thing that came up was the DC Peoples, and I happened to be stationed in Washington. And they had already started their season, and I emailed them, and I said, I would like to try out for your team and play because I want to, you know, I want to learn how to do this. And um, I got an email back, and I showed up to our rec center and tried out, and the rest has been history. That's a really cool story. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing because a lot of people that I talk to on a daily basis um, have never heard of women's football still today. Um, I go in and I, you know, connect with people or connect with potential sponsors. And I say, hi, I'm with the Dallas Elite Women's Football Team. And they're like, women's football? Oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there's actually like 70 plus teams throughout the U.S. And they're like, I've never heard of it. Um, so it's amazing that, you know, you guys heard of this over 10 years ago and still people don't know about it. So um, we got to get the word out and let people know about women's football because, um, I think there's a lot more women that would really uh, benefit from being a part of it. So, um, I agree. I think it's pretty cool. So, um, Duffy, real quick, tell me what what's what's your favorite thing about women's football? Would you say just the uh, the level of how women come together, support each other, and uh, you know, there's just a family and a sisterhood. We raise each other up, not only on the field but off the field. You know. We have a sister with an injury. Everybody comes together to help her, you know, just with her daily life and getting to doctor appointments and, and, and just helping with those things. And, you know, that's that's something you don't you don't always get anywhere else. So, yeah. And I think I think uh, Goldie agrees with you in some way that, you know, it's a sisterhood. It's a family. But I know that one of her um, things that she mentioned earlier when we were talking is that she likes the um, the contact and the strategic yes. part. So tell us what you like about the strategic part of the game. Um, well, when I'm, growing up when I was a kid and we played tag and we had the teams around the neighborhood, I was always a kid that planned everything because I wanted to win. You know, I like I like winning, um, and I it's not just the the it's not just the strategic part of it. It's the the work ethic that you can develop as a person from it. You know, I think that it's really good to teach folks how to um, work in teams and how to become better people, how to be honest, you know, when they tell you, hey, you need to run this lap, are you going to cut the corner? Are you going to go all the way around? Um, are you going to go down the back of the end zone? It, it really teaches you about integrity and how to be an honest person. And it also teaches you how to be mentally tough. Um, it, it's just a very powerful game that I think women should be, exposed to at a younger age not necessarily because it's safe because i know people are always concerned with that portion of the game like, are you going to get a concussion and hurt yourself i'm like you can hurt yourself driving your car you can stub your toe when you get out of bed which is absolutely terrible right but <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I i compare those two things together because it's you can't really you can't put it up against anything unless you really want to and I just think it's a great game. And, of course, I love the contact. I've always been an aggressive kid. If you talk to my parents or anybody that knows me, I was always a kid that broke something. Like, I'd be wrestling with somebody and something got broken and someone was crying. I'd be like, I'm sorry. 
And then I had to leave. <laughs> so I, I love that. You don't have to leave. I don't. That's so funny you say that because our my son, when he was younger, I mean, I you know him now, Eric, Coach Eric or Coach Luna. Um, but he was really, uh, he was like three years old and he was the size of a six-year-old. But he couldn't talk like a six-year-old. So he would just go over and like just take the ball out of the kid's hand or knock the kid over and take the ball. Um, and so we had to really explain to him, no, you have to be nice to people. You, and then... We, we spent so much time telling him, you have to be nice, you have to be nice, that when he got on the football field, he didn't want to tackle people because he, you know, used to get in trouble for tacking, tackling people. And then we were telling him, no, you have to tackle people. So <laughs> it was it was a really confusing thing for him to, to go from not tackling to tackling. But um, you girls um, learn that every day on the football field. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's important to learn those skills and, you know, I, I agree with you on the strategy that that football is not just um, getting out there. There's there's so much more that you learn from being on a team and 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 the schemes and the plays. So um, yes. it's a lot. It's a lot more detailed than a lot of people think it is. So a lot more stuff to learn. Um, yes. With that being said, um, so Duffy, share share with everybody what well I guess what positions you play on the field. <laughs> Well, at camp last year, they threw me in defense, and I really wanted to play offense. So second day, I, I convinced the coach to let me run over, and I ended up uh, at slot receiver last year. And uh, this year, I decided I was ready to hit. So I'm, I'm currently at Rover, which is kind of a hybrid uh, safety outside linebacker position. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if they still need me at receiver or running back or wherever else. I, I, I love to learn the game, so I'm, I'm ready to jump in anywhere. And what are what are some of your goals for this year? Um, what did I put? We had that question. <laughs> um, I just want to be a, a, a part of this team in a, in a, you know, in a meaningful way of, of whatever that is. You know, last year I, I didn't play a whole lot, but I was I was named uh, elite player of the year, and obviously it wasn't for my playing skills. It's <laughs> it's being a good teammate, and I, I want to continue that on this year and just be able to encourage others and and help others get interested in the game. Right. Yeah. Amen. I I one hundred percent agree with you that there's more to being a player than than just the stuff on the field. Um, I, I would love I would love to be the superstar of the game, but I'm I'm never going to be that person. I've, I've got a hard work ethic, but I'm never going to be that athlete. I'm just not. I got gotcha. you. I'm okay. With that. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. Uh, and so, Goldie, tell us because uh, you play a couple different positions as well on the team. I do. So tell us um, all the pl- positions you play. <laughs> well, I can play defensive end. I'm mostly an inside linebacker. Um, I can play fullback, I can play running back, and I can play a little bit of tight end, but I prefer not to simply because I, I prefer the back positions because it's more contact and thought process oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I play a few different positions. I'm, I'm, I'm a primarily a defensive player though, mm-hmm. mostly a, an end or a linebacker. Gotcha. But the end, the defensive ends are getting taller. Like they're like growing. Everybody's like six feet tall now. Mm-hmm. So I'm a linebacker, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> with that being said, how tall are you? I'm five nine. Five nine. I'm, okay. Okay. I'm regular. Which some people say I'm really tall. <laughs> I'm regular. <laughs> yeah, I'm regular. Yeah, I'm regular. I'm eighty seven. I'm eighty seven size. Right. <laughs> 
Well, and that's interesting you say that. So a lot of people don't realize this because, you know, they associate it with um, college football or NFL football where somebody just has one position. They've probably played it since they were like 10. And that's the only position that they are responsible for. So in women's football, um, it's not uncommon that women play two or three positions. Um, on most of the teams that we've ever been involved with, there either is a primary and a secondary position. Um, in case of injuries or in case there's not a lot of numbers on your team, um, a lot of the players have one or two or three positions that they play. Just in case somebody gets hurt, they um, are prepared and know that position. Is that kind of the way you guys approach that? I know that's that's how I approach it. I mean, I just try to be ready no matter what. Because you never know. Like, they might ask you to, to say, hey, I, I remember a couple of seasons ago we were down in a game um, when I played in Washington, D.C., and we were playing the Dallas Elite, actually. And um, our nose guard went down, and they said, Devon, you need to go in and play the, the, the zero. And I was like, me? In the, in the, no, I, that's not for me. I don't do that. They're like, why? And I was like, you know what? You're right. I can't do it. And I went and I actually did pretty well. So um, it's really a mental game as well. Um, that's, you know, I hear a lot of women say that they're never going to do something. And it's really all up to you. It's just how much you want to apply yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the best athletes can play almost any position from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So Duffy, um, Tell me something that probably nobody else knows um, as far as football fans or um, that might be coming out to a game to, to see the Dallas Elite. I guess if they looked at me, most fans would probably not guess that I'm 43 years old, almost 44. Almost 44. I, um, I, I just own it. I own it early before <laughs> it even happens. Yep. I didn't even know. I didn't know. <laughs> That's funny because I'm celebrating my fifth, the 29th birthday. No. <laughs> Stop. That's funny. That's funny. I told you you're immortal. Right? Right? <laughs> That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm going for. So real quick. Okay, so Goldie, so let me know. So you've been in women's football for a long time. And as, as I talked about before, you know, a lot of people still don't know about women's football. So share with me maybe your thoughts about what you hope to see happens in women's football in the coming years? Um, you know, I, what, I, what I'd like to see happening, and it's, it's already happening now, right? It's just not at a, a commercial main broad stream level. I'd like to see it to where the WNBA is, you know, where women's softball is. I'd like to see women's football in elementary schools. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see more rec leagues across the United States of America and all over the world where young girls are starting to play earlier. Like we're actually getting the opportunity because I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, I wanted to be a world kickboxing champion. Like I was like 10. Mm. I'm pretty sure that if when I was a child, somebody said, do you want to play football? I would have said yes. Mm. I would have been there first. I would have been there early. I would have left the house early and stuck in a sleeping bag waiting for the tryouts. Um, <laughs> simply because it's, it's such a rewarding game. And we're starting to see that shift in, in the way that people think about, you know, women in sports. You know, it comes in commercials. You might see the girl out there playing flag football. You might see her carrying a helmet. Um, 
women are starting to coach in the NBA. They're starting to coach in the NFL. And USA football is really starting to take to it as well because they have seminars and events where women can get together from all over the world. So it's not just uh, something that's national, but it's international, right? So you get all those people together, and it's like this great positive atmosphere where everybody you know, wants to learn, you know, there's great networking, you have all the extraordinary athletes and then players who have played like myself, they're starting to coach. Mm-hmm. And it's different for men because, you know, it's, you know, young boys, they, they've been playing ever since they were, you know, four or five years old. And when they were two or three, their parents put a football on their hand as a birthday gift. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen for a girl. Right. So you get the, now it's, 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 it's different now because you have, Men don't really know how to, what to tell women sometimes when they're coaching them, mm-hmm. you know, because we're not built like that. We're not built like men. Our hips don't move the same way. Our, you know, we're built differently. Um, and it's easy sometimes when I can look at a teammate and say, you know, this is what you can do, X, Y, and Z. And she understands it because it comes from a place in a shared relationship of understanding. Like she's familiar with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Whereas some coaches are like, just round it off like this and, and, She's like, what? And then most women want to know why. And a lot of men are like, can you just do it? And it's like, no, I really need to know why so that I can do it better. Right. And once you explain something to a woman and you tell her why, if you give her the option and you tell her all the details, most women are going to make the best decision. Hmm. And I I just, I, I really hope to see that women's football, like, become something that's mainstream nationwide. And maybe mm-hmm. one day I could say, you know, I got my college degree. I want to go and teach and I could just go into a school and actually be a coach mm-hmm. and not, you know, a volunteer or somebody that just gets water or somebody that just films. And I'm not saying that those are low positions. I'm not saying that at all. But right now, the way that it's set up is if a woman goes to college and she says, I want to play football, they're like, we've got a place kicker position for you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being a place kicker. But imagine if she could be a linebacker Right. Imagine if she could be a quarterback and not the backup, you know. So yeah. I hope to see those things. I, I actually hope to see the, a, a true avenue for women's football and not just for the few, but for everyone. Yeah. I second that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask if you agreed with that, Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing people don't know about me is I coach uh, little boys football uh, before they get into middle school age. Mm-hmm. And... Those boys were my biggest supporters when I was trying out. And every year it's so fun to go in and and get the new players. And and they're like, oh, I thought you were the team mom. You know, and even the other coaches think it. And (laughs) it's just so fun to see that side of it and to just let boys know that girls can play too, you know. Yes. Young girls. And and I think that's important. Yeah. And I think – And Goldie brought up a couple of really good points that, you know, now it's becoming not mainstream, but women or girls are starting to realize that there might be some options in football for them. Um, The other thing that Goldie, I thought was a really good point was the uh, style of coaching um, that goes into coaching women in football. Um, It's... It's a different kind of coaching. You you know, there's a lot of really good coaches out there, and, and I give them kudos for all of their efforts and, and being able to coach. But it's completely different to coach a uh, youth male player as opposed to a female woman player. 
And I always kind of tell uh, coaches that I've worked with that, you know, it's really important. Obviously, the respect issue is really big for women because, um, you know, they can't you can't just tell them, go do this because I want you to do this or go do sit ups because I think you should do 400 sit ups. Um, They want to know why, which is right. But also um, when women come out to play football, it's not because their dad made them or because they did it last year and they're doing it again. Women are on the football field because they want to be there. So when they're coached, they need to be coached. Um, I always use the word with appreciation. They need to be coached because they, they are volunteering their time and this because it's a sport they love. So let's make it a sport they love even more. So um, the, you brought up some great points with that, that um, women do need to be coached differently. And uh, it takes a special coach to be able to do that. So, um, yes. women's football is, although it's although it's still football, it is kind of a different breed of its own. So, um, so real quick, I already asked Duffy this, but um, and by the way, uh, just into Duffy that her nickname's Duffy and Devon Goldsmith. She goes by Goldsmith or Goldie. Um, in case anybody listening out there wants to hit you up and, and learn more about you guys on the on the Facebook page and the website. Or if they want to go sponsor you or buy some tickets from you, that'd be awesome too, That's right? right. <laughs> um, and then real quick, so I already asked Duffy this about something that fans probably don't know about her, but um, Devon, do you have something that you could share that people might not know about you? Like when they're watching you on the football field, they'd be amazed? I used, I used to do stand-up comedy. And um, I was really deep into it for, uh, you know, uh, about three or four years um, because I, I've never really been a stage fright person. Uh-huh. Um, it's just I can speak to massive groups of people and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I, I used to do stand up. I've, I've done Gotham, like in New York City. I've done Helium Nightclub in Philly. I've done the Laugh House. I've done the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles. Um, but as I was doing it over time, you know, trying to balance football, work, and like just trying to stay alive, like it's just something that I have. It's sitting over there, and I know it's there, and I can go get it if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, like football stands in front of it. I'd rather do this for free. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so, so real quick, so stand up. So, what years did you do stand up comedy? Um, I started doing stand up back in two thousand nine. Okay. Two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. I'm friends with a lot of local comedians that um, do. Um, like Elvira Kurt and Mimi Gonzalez. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of different comedians. Um, I used to vacation with them, and I, one day I was like, how do you do that? And they're like, just go to some open mics yeah. and just, you know, start doing it. And I started doing it, and then I understood that there was a method and that it was actually very challenging. And then I learned that the entertainment business was a, a position of service, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then I, once I realized that, I took that part of stand-up with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just be of service. And if you can do that, you can find out like what the goal of whatever you're doing is. When you do something as a person of service, and it always comes out good in the end. Interesting. No and, well, and see, I didn't even know that about you. So um, you're probably, you know, to be able to do that at Gotham and Helium, you're probably pretty hilarious. And I didn't know that I could, you know, hire you to help do some of our events and, you know, entertain yeah, the, 
entertain a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's going to yeah. be fun. I'll have to figure something out for that. Um, <laughs> so, so Duffy, okay, so tell us a couple things that you do besides football, maybe so the fans can kind of get to know what other things you like to do. Well, it's, it's kind of taken over these days. I used to do CrossFit. If you ever see my car, I have a CrossFit license plate that only CrossFitters would understand. I oh. um, love weightlifting. I, I've seen it, and I know what it is, and it's cool. <laughs> so I, I actually thought I was going to go on and, and compete in CrossFit before I got back into football. So I love weightlifting, love doing that stuff. Um, I ride a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. I like to go fast and live on the edge a little bit and and like I already told you, I, I coach uh, little boys football and young youth football, and I, I love doing that as well. And I and I have a son, so yeah, that's about it. So are you going to ride your Harley to practice one of these days so we can hear you pull you know, up? If I can figure out a way to not look silly with a you know a football <laughs> helmet on my head, <laughs> I, I would love to show the girls because I don't think half of them would believe what I ride. She pulls up with her shoulder pads already on. I'm about to say, you should just ride around with your football uniform on. People are like, where are you going? <laughs> you ever play women's football? That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Okay, so real quick, um, so I kind of skipped over it. Uh, Goldsmith, what are your goals for this 2018 season? Well, you know, obviously, uh, the goal each year is to win a national championship, right? And... The, I, I just want to assist the team in any way that I can so that we can actually get there. Mm -hmm. um, being a superstar is never something that I uh, aspire to. I mean, obviously, when you start playing for a long time, you have goals. But really what I want to do is just be here for these girls and, like, kind of give them the information that I have. I'm not afraid to share it. Um, a lot of veterans in the game, sometimes they get to a certain point in their career and they realize that it's actually coming to the end and, all the things they thought were going to happen are not about to happen. And they kind of hold back a little bit and go, I don't want to share because, you know, she hasn't paid her time and I shouldn't have to give it to her. For me, I want to, I want you to look good. If I was, a, if I was the last man standing out there and I went down and the next person was up, I want them to be just as equipped as I am because I, I don't have any fear for that. Um, mm -hmm. I like to leave the game with respect. Mm -hmm. um, so my, the goal this year is to, help these new players get on board so that one day I can be out there on the field scared that I might actually lose my job because I know that the person right behind me, she's on my heels. Mm -hmm. I want that. Um, not only does it keep me on my toes, and you should always be on your toes, but it keeps you on your toes. Not to mention it gives the other players something to strive for because the longer you play and the, the, at a high level, imagine like when you step off, like what kind of ceiling that those young players get to, to burn through. Mm -hmm. I, that's that's just my goal. Like, I don't have anything to hide. I'm probably not going to be a millionaire playing, um, but I can be a millionaire, you know, as far as like the wealth of information I can give to people. Right. Well, that's a great attitude because you're right. You probably are not going to be a millionaire in women's football. Maybe maybe at your other occupation, but probably not women's football. But but yeah, I agree with you that um, there's a mental uh, success. There's an emotional success with um, uh, working on a team. I, I talk to a lot of people, you know, each day about women's football, and they say, oh, my gosh, 
you know, 40, 50 women working together. I bet that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. And I so say, yeah, funny. it is. No, <laughs> no. actually, I'll be honest with you that, um, like I said, I've done this a long time. You guys have done this a long time. Um, Duffy, you know, you've only been doing it for two years, but you've been around women's football for 10 years. You know I mean, so you know the ins and outs of it. But, um, you know, sometimes it's difficult with, uh, you know, a group of women and it's hard to get, you know, 30 women working towards one goal in itself. But... Um, with that being said, I have to say that this group of ladies that we have on the Dallas Elite this year, um, with all the other teams that I've been around, um, I gotta say that they they work together the best I've ever seen. Um, everybody seems very willing to answer questions or or you know help each other out. Um, I've been really amazed at this group. So um, kudos to you guys because. It, it's it's surprising to get 30 women that will work together and kind of just gel and um yes it's 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 hard to find so you guys are a special group that's for sure it's rewarding it's definitely rewarding mm -hmm. and real quick so devon one more question um so what else do you do besides football do you do anything else um i'm actually um picked up some new hobbies so i like to play video games that's one of my little side hobbies. Okay. I like to play online. No, I'm not giving anyone my handle right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> what's your what's your but, favorite um, video game? Um, I like to play games like The Sims, of course Madden. Okay. Um, and you know like open world games like Assassin's Creed. Okay. UFC games. Have like you that. discovered Fortnite yet? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Um, I got I get the emails from GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new that's the new hub. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Um, um, I'm also into yoga. <clears throat> I like yoga. Um, I'm really into nutrition, and um, I like to study metaphysics and you know like geology things like that. Okay. The study of stones and human consciousness. Okay. So it's kind of like borderlines this. It, it kind of borderlines religion, but it's not really religion. It's it's more like who you are as a person and how it ties in that the universal state of being and like how we're all kind of, you know, connected and we don't realize it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah no, that's, some, that's some serious stuff. And, and it ha it. you have, you have to go deep to understand it now real quick, Duffy, cause uh, she started going to, into metaphysical and all this kind of stuff. Um, which reminded me that, uh, you put a post out there this week, cryotherapy. Do you, can you tell me what that is? Because all the, it seems like a lot of the football players are using it. What is that? Yeah, so um, I discovered it a while back. I've, I've had a couple injuries here in my old age trying to jump into football. And it's basically a cryogenic chamber of um, is it nitrogen, I believe. I forget. Anyway. Somebody said they like, freeze like you or something. One, negative 100 some degrees. You get in for uh, a minute or two and hop back out and it basically puts your body into this state of kind of like when you jump in an ice tub right it, it just kind of changes your uh your your being for a minute and and how your body reacts and then you come out and your body's like oh, okay i'm i don't need to freak out anymore and it's um it's becoming a really uh popular recovery tool for athletes yeah it's like missing a ice bath yeah, there's still a lot of unknowns out there about, you know, 
does it really work? What does it really do? But, you know, try it out. Some people swear by it. Yeah. Well, and that, yeah, that was completely off topic, but I knew that you had posted that. And then, um, I heard it like three more times today with regards to recovery after a football game, like on Sunday or Monday after a football game, a lot of the women's football players are doing that. So I thought, Hmm, Duffy would know. <laughs> I, I go after every practice. You go after every really? practice. Okay. Yeah, I go. Yeah. And it just speeds up your recovery. Makes it's you feel yeah, better. Because it's like taking a nice bath, but it's misting. Okay. And you're standing there for like two minutes, and I mean, it's a, it's like minus 175 degrees, and you're literally freezing to death. And it's so painful, but then it's like rewarding because you sleep really good <laughs> right after it's finished. And then, like, the next day, you're like, <laughs> like nothing happened. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. Okay. Interesting. Instead of getting the bags of ice and jumping in the tub, I just. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah that's not my first choice. No, I agree with yeah. you. Um, well, I really appreciate you guys coming on today. Was there anything else you wanted to share with fans, or is there anything we have coming up that you guys want to tell everybody about? We've got the lip sync battle. The lip sync battle. That's on Sunday. Are you yes. are you competing? Don't tell anybody your don't tell anybody your song. Are you competing? Of course. Okay. Um, but I'm not telling anybody my song. It doesn't matter. I'm going to win anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Very no, confident. Yeah, no, that's fine. The um, So, yeah, there's my understanding there's going to be four or five rounds, and then there's going to be a whoever wins from the, the four or five rounds will have, like, a final finale battle, and there's a trophy. Uh, we're going to be there with the Harlequin Rugby Women's Football or Women's Rugby Football Women's Rugby. Um, so it'll be pretty cool. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be comical. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just can't wait to see everybody's costume. So it'll be pretty cool. But, um, well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. And then of course we have a game coming up. Um, we have a bye week this week and then we go to Atlanta. So, so how do you feel about that? You don't, I know you guys don't want to give anything away, but how do you feel about it? I love going to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's a town in the south. You go to visit, and then you're like, I want to live here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. That I was just that team. They're yeah. a great team, and they have a they have a great history behind them. So you know, Dallas and Atlanta like coming together for a game. It's gonna be awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to play there. Excited, you know, get to sit on a bus with all my sisters for twelve hours and get to know everybody <laughs> a little better. <laughs> yeah, sometimes and I just want people. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, yes, the bus ride, I mean, it's the best choice, but still, it is 12 hours. I mean, it's a long time. I just want people to come out to our home games, and I don't think I've ever had anyone come to a game and say, wow, that wasn't, you know, I wasn't impressed. I'd never do that again. I mean, everybody that comes to see it for the first time, you know, is impressed by women's football and and what we do, and so I I just hope people come out and, and give us a look and see what it's really about. Right. And our first home game is April 28th. Yes. And who do we play against? The Arlington Impact. Oh, okay. And the city rivalry. And they um, they won pretty handily this last weekend, if I'm they not did. mistaken. Yeah. So. It was about it was a 60-point blank. Wow. So, it's, yeah. so it might be pretty competitive. That'll be interesting. It's going to be a competitive game. You know what? The Arlington Impact has some, some really good athletes. 
Um, they have some players that have been around the game for a really long time. And they're, they're kind of like the team in Fort Worth. You know, like you kind of go Dallas, Fort Worth, who's going to win. And okay. I'm really excited for this game, yeah. Yeah. Well, that should be really cool. And that is actually... Um, we have uh, created a theme for that game. It's going to be our first responders um, game. So what's going to happen is if a first responder comes in and shows their badge, they get into the game for free. So nice. that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we want to get, get some first responders. So we're talking medics, police officers, emergency room people. Um, so they can come in there and uh, we can uh, celebrate how how great they are and the service that they provide. So we're pretty excited about that. So we'll see you on April 28th. Very cool. Okay. Thank you so much for having us. No problem, ladies. You guys have fun, and we will see you at practice. I know you guys will both be at practice on Saturday. Saturday. Yep. So. Okay. Well, you guys have a great night. And, uh, again, thank you for coming on, and we will be seeing you again later in the season and see, kind of get an update of how things have been going. All right. Okay. Thanks, You're welcome. Bye-bye, ladies. Bye.